0: And welcome back to another Subconscious Mind Mastery podcast. Thomas and Majana in the booth, rocking and rolling in here.
1: Welcome, everyone. We
0: really are. We were listening to, uh, so Dennis DeYoung was the lead sing- singer of Sticks back in the day.
1: Oh, yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I was playing Come Sail Away and just rocking in this booth with she- the acoustics are amazing. And found out that he's coming to Dallas in the summer. So we're going to check out and see. Maybe we'll go to that.
1: We were blasting from the past. And...
0: Hey, I'm sorry. I can't listen to that stuff today.
1: Well, I'm <laughs> right there with can't. you. I don't understand it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but those of you who do, that's great. I love you. And I love the love the people who m- make the music that brighten our lives.
1: Even our 17-year-old Brock listens to Johnny Cash. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean, now that is doing it right. Yeah, see, see these young people. There is hope for the future. Majana. That's right. There's hope for the. Mature. They know they have a musical ear. They're like this stuff today's got to change. Anyway, sorry we digress. So first of all, thank you for all your notes on the Facebook page. If you guys are not on there, we both have one. Majana has Life After Life Radio, and I have Subconscious Mind Mastery, which kind of is Subconscious Mind Mastery, and the other podcast that I'm doing every day called Fun Astrology. And that's kind of where the party is because I'm doing those every day now. And just following the energy as it affects our lives. For a quick little blip that is posted at... 4 a.m. Central Time every morning. So you can get up and as many people in the comments say, have your coffee and listen to what's going on in the in the uh, energetic world above.
1: You know what I think is the coolest part of that is to go back and look in retrospect. That was the energy. Okay, globally, what happened that day? Because it's amazing. If you don't see it in your own life, look globally and boom, it's there.
0: Well, and that's a great parlay to what we're going to pick apart today, because here's the thing. When you think about, we still see in the comments on Facebook, your page, this page and emails that we get, you're seeing that people have an amped up, increased challenge and struggle in their life. So we're seeing it in social media. You see it in the context of social gatherings And it just seems like the whole world is kind of on edge. And now you throw this potential pandemic into things. And it's like, yeah, wow. In fact, as we're recording this right now, that one of the top headlines, if you searched today's news, is the locusts that have invaded Africa. Have you seen that, Majana? I have not. So the locusts have they say they're wiping out entire fields of crops in 30 seconds. Oh my gosh. And people are saying and then you throw in the coronavirus are p- people are saying is this a biblical proportion kind of plague, you know? So I think that's the global energy that people are feeling.
1: And the biggest concern I have around that is if people go to fear and panic because there's always lessons to be learned and love is stronger.
0: So, I'm in the middle of a Fred Dodson audiobook, which always refreshes my soul. It's called Time Travel Through Consciousness and Advanced Technology. Recently published in 2020. We're going to get the audiobook out and released hopefully in March 2020. And we're going to make a couple of references to that because it just, you know, whenever you get around Fred Dodson's material, it's just good for you. It's good for your soul, it's good for your consciousness, it's good for your energy level.
1: And then just the concept of time travel. Hello, who's not curious and interested in that? And is it a possibility? Yes.
0: I think you and I time traveled the day we met.
1: I think so. (laughs) (laughs) And many times since then. Back
0: to past life experiences. So, listen, here's the thing. And one of the things that came up from this book is if you're, and like Fred's saying, if you're going to time travel, one of the things you do is you set focuses and, and intentions. And that's all in the book. We'll uh, get Fred on here, too, and I'm sure he'll want to talk about it because he was very excited about this topic. But here's the thing. If you focus on seeing so many challenges, Mm -hmm. then what kind of energy does that put you in?
1: Seeing so many challenges. (laughs) Challenging energy.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm dancing between a thin line, and Majana, I'd like your comments on this, and everybody I know would have their own opinions on this. When you see trends in the news, in social media, when you see email trends, and you uh, pick up on what's going on in the collective consciousness in the world, where we, like when we had our Saturn-Pluto get-together together there were about, what, 15 people there, and I asked the question, how many of you have felt more angst in the last about six months? Every hand went up. So from the position of more so along the lines of um, observation, you realize and see more people are getting, re- like relationships are breaking up, financial challenges death even, and you see that on an increased basis, throw in a pandemic and locusts, <laughs> <Yikes>. <laughs> you know, then are we focusing our attention on something or can we step back from that and observe it and play with that energy?
1: I think it's yes and, honestly. I think that because of our human experiences and we signed up to experience a huge range that the universe gives us opportunities to experience those, right? We get opportunities to panic. We get opportunities to experience deep peace and love in either extreme and everything between your choice is how to deal with it. So when, you know, Everybody knows someone who can be very, very calm in a crisis situation, and there are those that panic in a crisis situation. There's choice. Which do you choose to be?
0: Well, if you are hearing this podcast, (laughs) then you have chosen to be on the Earth during the Saturn-Pluto conjunction. And that, as we've talked about at length on here and on the Fun Astrology podcast very frequently, is, is an energy that is still very much with us and will be with us for really most of 2020. This is deal with your stuff, bring up massive transformation into whole new realms of consciousness if you're awake and alert to it. So we can observe that, we can go back in history and realize that it was under this similar kind of pattern that the American Revolution and the Declaration of Independence and the birth of the 13 original states that are now the 50 states of America began. We can see that Protestantism began and relief from the oppression of Catholic domination began and the beginning of the Renaissance era began back in the 1300s. So we can observe from history and know that there there is transformational energy at play.
1: But here's the thing with that. Those are major institutional changes. Where does all of that begin?
0: Individual level.
1: Right. So everybody going through angst right now and personal upheaval and the dark night of the soul, all that really unpleasant stuff is your call to action. It is the universe prompting you on a very deep soul level to do some self-evaluation and make changes. That's what leads to the big institutional changes.
0: Absolutely. I mean, it was those, those people with an accent who called themselves Americans back in the day.
1: <laughs> I don't know what you'd be talking about.
0: Right. Those people <laughs> felt the call for independence. It was one little uh, rebel monk, Martin Luther, who said, we ain't doing it this way no more, Mr. Pope.
1: Well, maybe not quite like that.
0: (laughs) That would have been more hip. It would have been more hip.
1: More colorful. Hey, Pope, we ain't doing... Well, anyway.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we keep the expletive banner away from this podcast. So, but anyway, look, you can observe those changes. You can observe the fact that this energy is powerful.
1: Definitely. Down to your toes.
0: So here's this other point that Fred made. Chapter 7 in this book, Time Travel Through Consciousness and Advanced Technology, is worth Chapter 7 alone, even if you didn't touch the whole time travel piece. It's kind of an interlude chapter where he talks about nonlinear causality.
1: Oh, I love it.
0: That's a big word, okay? So what does it mean? Would you explain how you got from that, Majana?
1: Right. Well, I think... Because people, humans, are linear, we look at time as linear, there's a before and after the present, and that's how we look at cause and effect. Science teaches us to look at cause and effect. But Fred is saying, and in a quantum sense, it's not linear. It's very, very web-like, very interwoven, and that is exactly what Fred talks about.
0: So let's do a cause and effect, okay? So... Let's say that you walk into a bank with a pistol and you demand money. You put the money in a pillowcase. You run outside the bank. Now, today, with sophisticated cameras and early warning systems and alarms, there are police waiting right outside for you. They capture you. They take you down. They take your gun away. You go to jail. There's video evidence of the event. So you are sentenced to a term in jail. That's cause and effect, right?
1: Based on our legal system, yes.
0: Okay. Now what Fred is saying is if you have greed or let's say covetousness, to use a biblical word, right? <laughs> if you covet the money that's in the bank or if you're greedy about that money or let's even bring it into maybe more applicable terms, you feel that you don't have enough money. That's a way of being that is, in the absence of linear time and space, the same cause that will set up the trip of dominoes of other things that come from being without money.
1: Right. And you can even take that farther back, you know, say as a child, you're growing up on a farm and it's depression time and the fa- your father goes to try to get a loan from the first national bank and he's declined. You lose the farm. Now you're in poverty. And in your mind, as you're growing up, the first national bank is to blame for that, for all of your hardships, the meals that you didn't get, how hard you had to work at such a young age to contribute to your fi- family's survival. Then as an adult, even though you don't really necessarily dwell on that any longer, if you find yourself stuck in a tough financial situation and maybe you're not approved for a loan or some other catastrophe happens, immediately the First National Bank comes to mind. All right, that's who you rob. And so it's not linear time. It's really pulling from other circumstances throughout your whole life. It's that energy of, negativity that you held towards First National Bank for all of those years that surfaced later.
0: And because that energy was triggered from that childhood experience, we call that?
1: Subconscious.
0: Programming. (laughs) Exactly. Hello?
1: Quiz.
0: (laughs) How did we come to name this podcast? Because those experiences, think about this now, connect these dots, those experiences imprint who we become energetically that trigger these non-linear, unconnected results.
1: Seemingly unconnected.
0: Exactly. That's the whole point is that what Fred is saying is that when you become that lack of money or that resentment toward the bank, then that can trigger a whole wide series of non-linear, or in other words, it wasn't that, you know, you went in, you robbed, you got arrested, you went to jail. It's That's a linear progression, right? But it is the whole dynamic of your life that then gets threaded around that way of being.
1: You know, really good examples of this are, I think, present-day movies. People really like those movies that take it deeper. So, In this case, that might be a movie line. And then you're really thinking, okay, this person, if the movie starts out that way, wow, what is this guy doing, trying to steal everybody's money? And then it goes back and shows you the backstory. And now you have empathy for the guy.
0: So you're saying like our culture supports victimhood in that sense?
1: It does, absolutely.
0: So Fred's point in the book is that these events that happen in our life are mostly tied to our way of being or our state. So if somebody says, everything bad always happens to me, I can't get a break, and that's their state of being, and they observe their life, and they see that that is absolutely justified, and they look at this material and they say, well, yeah, you talk about all that reality creating and that manifesting stuff and all that, but it doesn't work. Are they ever going to get out of that loop?
1: Of course not, because where your energy is, is what you will continue to attract.
0: Now, here's the key. It may not be on that action-reaction or action-reward sequence of linear causality that we're talking about. So, in other words, you might be in that negative state and something happens that's that's positive, right? Yes. But... The global theme of your life is going to continue to produce that according to which you are attracting from your perspective.
1: You know, one thing I think is so powerful, uh, Joe Dispenza's book, You Are the Placebo, he talks about over 90% of your thoughts every day are one, repetitious, and two, subconscious. So your state of being, if you are by nature or by programming a negative person, then most of those thoughts are negative thoughts, which is going to bring more negative energies into your life as things that happen to you to perpetuate your lack of self-control and victimhood.
0: And again, borrowing from the book, there's one line in there where he says, basically, you are programmed subconsciously, by repetition. Yes. So what you constantly feed your mind is the programming.
1: It is, and it is it is a real effort, conscious, determined effort to change that.
0: So I think the lesson from all of this is as we're seeing these headlines, as we're seeing the things around us, as we Watch videos, I guess, at some point of crops being destroyed in 30 seconds by locusts. And as we see friends and family succumbing to illnesses or loss or even losing people close to us, that we look around by observation. And I think this is the real key thing to drill down on, not only in your own life. You have to observe What you are doing, what are you telling yourself? And this is where we have to stop our pattern in our daily life enough to get our journal out and do this work where we analyze and review. Majana and I did this on a walk just yesterday. Where are we? We started to look at, are there any cogs in the wheel? Are there any bad thoughts? Are there any repetitious thoughts or, as Majana was saying, things that you resist That's another big clue. If you're resisting something, anything in your conversation, your thoughts or your actions, that's a big clue that that's a piece of this programming. So the point there is to identify it as an observer. So when you see these things going on around you, does that mean that that has to apply to you?
1: It does not necessarily apply to you, although probably most of the time it will, if it's if it's resonating with you and getting your attention. But no matter what the situation, I think the real point is to look at this and try to be objective, take your emotion out and say, what are the lessons here? What can I gain from this? Several years ago, Thomas and I were snow skiing and I just made a really stupid mistake and felt my knee pop, and found myself lying in the snow trying to protect any further damage that turned out to be a broken tibia and two torn knee ligaments. And literally, as I was lying there waiting for someone to help, all I could think about was, there is no way this is about one stupid mistake I just made. What is the real lesson here? What is this really about?
0: And that set you on a long, I mean, an extended journey
1: of self-exploration. Yeah, because I'm stubborn. (laughs) The universe can't just give me a clue what it's about. It's going to have to show me repeatedly, I got it. And
0: see, that's where I've approached this energy from this perspective. Here's how I've adapted to it. This is the most transformational energy that we have seen on this planet since the year 1518. I'm going to get my piece of it. Yeah, I'm going to be a part of it with ease and and grace, ease and grace. And I'm going to open up to the transformation that comes up as it comes up. And as each one of these layers of the onion starts to peel, I am going to do the work. And I want the universe's support to work on it with me and to do it in a in a as benefic a way as I will allow. And I'm really been open to allowing it to be benefic.
1: You are being actually you're amazing with that. I think having an accountability partner is oh so very helpful, but even if you don't have one, Thomas and I serve in that capacity for each other, but you know yourself better than anybody else knows you, and Thomas will come up with things that I wouldn't necessarily realize for him, and he'll say, you know, let's talk about this. Let's explore this. So, Thomas, how do you recognize those parts of you that are so deep I can't even see them?
0: Wow. We try to keep these to 20 minutes. We just blew the (laughs) 20-minute question. (laughs) Well, it goes back to, number one, when uh, I changed everything in 2008, 2009, I had to find another way of being or I was done, you know. So I had to find a different life. I had to find a different way of living. That sent me on a quest because I had zero tools or zero knowledge of what we so freely communicate on here now. I had none of that. So I had to start with learning about it, acquiring research, study, listening to books, listening to audios, videos, etc. Now, do you remember that? course that we went to over in Louisville at Joy's bookshop where that guy pointed at me and he said, you see how hungry this guy is for this knowledge? I do. That I think is probably the key that number one, I have just for the last decade have been on a self-driven everyday desire to improve my life. And that's just core to who I am now. I rarely have a day that I'm not just completely focused on how I, what one thing, if, if nothing else, one thing that I could pick up that I, where I could improve my life. So that's one. The second came through like doing so much work around Fred Dodson and, and picking up that way of being where intuition became one of the key things that I started to follow. And that came from all those hiking trails class sessions in Colorado of getting in tune with the inside. So I think there's an increased perception or an ability to tone down the mind, turn up the intuition. And You notice a lot of those come when we're walking out there, and that's one of my favorite times. But when they come up, when that intuition comes up, it's like the Malcolm Gladwell blink theory that all of a sudden now it's the blink. So you don't argue, oh, yeah, I, I can work on that later. No. When those things hit your consciousness for that very spark, and sometimes it's just a little spark, now I reach in and grab onto that and I hold onto it and I magnify it so that that becomes a topic of discussion. And, and by bringing it up to you or starting to journal about it or just starting to think about it in my mind, and I kind of have the same pattern I go back to when it first showed up, I look at the situation and the circumstances around it, I look at how I responded to it, so that's what created the programming, and then I start to look in the opposite direction. That's my little formula.
1: And that is changing a habit, right? Because like you said, you often think, oh, I'll deal with it later. And later it never happens. It has to be now.
0: Not, Not only even a habit, it's a way of being. So I think, you know, to replicate what we just said there is, number one, you have to have that hunger to change your life. If you don't have that absolute passion, yearning to change your life, then you're just dabbling in this stuff because you try to want to make a little something better. Have you ever noticed a Starbucks at morning drive time? And or a Chick Fil A at lunchtime would be another <laughs> analogy. How many people are in the drive-through, and you can park your car and walk forty-five feet into an empty line? Right. We are a drive-through mentality. We will sit for twenty minutes in our car so that we don't have to get out of our car.
1: Yeah, just wait on me. Serve me.
0: So, apply that to spirituality. And it becomes that we become robotic. So let's think about our linear causality in life. The alarm goes off, you get up, you take a shower, you get the kids ready. If you have kids, if you don't have kids, then you get yourself ready and you get out the door. You go sit in traffic, you go to a job. Basically, you have somebody else tell you what to do for the next eight to ten hours of your life. You do all of that. For a paycheck, which we need, and then you fight traffic back home, and you, if you have kids, help them with their homework, pick them up, take them to their events, etc. Maybe you go for a walk. Maybe you go to the gym. You sit down in front of the television. You watch some TV because it's mind-neutralizing, and then you go to bed. Rinse and repeat times five. Mm-hmm. Okay? Where is consciousness in there?
1: There's not a lot of consciousness. It's survival.
0: Yeah. And that's why we don't see this stuff. Agreed. We have to break the pattern. Now, yes, I was lucky enough at a point in my life, created, I'm not going to say lucky, created a point in my life where I opened up a couple of years window and didn't, I mean, stumbled into it. But that time in Colorado was my time to really get conscious with this process. If you don't have that ability or if you don't have that, um, uh, you know, dedicated step away from, your culture, and get into an environment where you can work that through, you can absolutely create it with all of these tools. Fred Dodson's audiobooks, Fred's got a great membership site. We're getting ready to create a membership site that we're going to invite you into when we get that established. Majana's podcast on talking about the non-physical realm, her angel and guide meditation and and uh, also readings that she's doing. I mean, all of this stuff that we've created are resources and tools for you to be able to create that environment in your own world right now.
1: So let's look at that real briefly as a non-linear linear causality.
0: Ah, good point.
1: You opened up to a new way of being many years before you were presented with the opportunity to go to Aspen and focus on this.
0: Yeah. That's true.
1: But that during that whole time, you're, you're in the RV, and all the whole time since then, you've been very focused on the changes and being self-employed and having to the flexibility to travel and be who you want. That's been your focus is who do I want to be. So it didn't happen right away, and right. I do believe a piece of that is the universe fully supporting you because if that would have happened too early you would not have gotten nearly as much out of it as you did.
0: Yeah, that is a great point. And it brings up the point that we're trying to make here. You have to become what you want. If you want to be a millionaire, you have to be a millionaire right now. Yeah, but Thomas, I can't rub two nickels together in my bank account. How can I be a millionaire? You have to become that in your not just your mind. I am a millionaire. I am a millionaire. I am a millionaire. No, you have to be that in your consciousness. You it's a deeper state than just affirmations or repetitions. Now, you get that by every day that you wake up, you be a millionaire. Yeah, but I don't have 2 nickels. Nothing's happening. That's where you're in the cause and effect, the linear progression. So don't think that just because on the day that you're listening to this episode, all of a sudden you decide to be a millionaire. Great. What's next? Uh, You might go in debt.
1: Yeah, we're not advocating that. (laughs) You
0: know, you might. Bad things might happen. Something else might take place. It's non-linear. But you hold, I am a millionaire. I am a millionaire. And you, through repetition and emotion, reprogram your subconscious, and you keep holding that, then a nonlinear sequence sequence of events will eventually present themselves that will take you in that destination in that in that direction. now here's the other thing: The question then comes up: well, how long does it take for that to manifest? Ah, as soon as you ask that question.
1: It's not manifest.
0: (laughs) Well, and you are not in that state. Right. I I said I played with this with Majana yesterday. I still have my little miracle Jeep that I got when I was uh, the year in the RV in 2009. It's still doing great. It still looks great. It has one hundred and seventy thousand miles on it. It's still going strong. I still love that vehicle. And I I put my hand up on the dashboard like I'm petting its little back if it were a cat. And I'm saying, I love you. I love you. I do. I send it love because I just really appreciate the universe giving me that vehicle. And as I was saying this to Majana, I wonder when I'm going to own a Jeep. You know, I've always wanted to own a Jeep. I wonder when that's going to happen. When do you think that'll happen, Majana? You know, I ask, hey, Majana, when do you think it'll happen that I own a Jeep? And she goes, "Uh, you already do. You know, it's that I own a Jeep. I would never ask that question.
1: Right. So why would I
0: even ask, when is my Jeep going to show up? Wait a minute. You know, look outside.
1: It's there. It is kind of fun to play with time. Take out the linear aspect and and it kind of opens. We think of it as make-believe or imagination because we think it has to be linear. Have fun with it.
0: All right. Let's cut this one off for now. We've gone way over time. Sorry about that, but this was just going too good to say let's stop. So thank you for hanging in there with us. We will see you back again soon. I've got a thing coming up from Hemet. We're going to go to Colorado and talk to my buddy Hemet about some yoga stuff, and we have more coming up. So we will see you next time. Thank you so much for listening.
1: Enjoy the journey.